Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today for reading the gospel, we are studying the interaction between Jesus and Nicodemus. And this is found in John chapter 3. We'll be reading from verse 1 all the way down to verse 21. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I had told you earthly things and you did not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and the people love darkness rather than light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may clearly be seen that his works have been carried out in God. It's a beautiful passage. Yeah. And those words have echoed throughout century. You must be born again. Nicodemus, in, in the... He's coming to Jesus at night, mm-hmm. um, and he says, you know, we know that you've come from God because mm-hmm. no one can do the signs that you've done. What signs has he seen Jesus do? I was surprised while reading right now to realize that he said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do this signs that mm-hmm. you do. So this is right 
in Jerusalem uh, after the temple was cleansed. Mm -hmm. And because Nicodemus was one of the rulers, uh, the religious council of the nation, uh, during the holy week of the Passover, he should have been at the temple. Even if he was not an eyewitness directly, he should have heard about the cleansing of the temple in the next five minutes. Mm -hmm. So he was exposed to uh, this sign, Jesus Christ cleansing the temple, declaring that he's above the temple. And Nicodemus uh, asked some questions. Maybe the ministry of this new teacher in town resonated with his expectations, his prayers. The Holy Spirit was working on his uh, heart, but he decided not to expose his interest, mm -hmm. his affinity, his hope, and maybe his partial understanding that this is Messiah in public. So this is why he went maybe after sunset to a place where he knew that Jesus Christ would spend time with his father yeah. and Nicodemus found him, him there. You know, in our last episode, we, on the um, cleansing of the temple, we talked about how Jesus came in and, and uh, upset the institutions that were put in place. I wonder how many Pharisees or Sanhedrin religious leaders had problems with that. You know, they looked around, they, they knew it was wrong that it was going mm -hmm. on, and they mm -hmm. wished that it wasn't there, and for whatever reason, they didn't have power to change it. And, and I, I see Nicodemus falling into that, that, that he saw what was going on. And again, this is just speculation on my part, and that when Jesus cleansed the temple, that stood out that he did what needed to be done, what should have been done, mm -hmm. and and this is what triggered this interaction to come and talk with Jesus. Mm -hmm. That that he saw someone righteous. So because we know later on, Pharisees uh, and Sadducees, religious leaders were being baptized into the the way the Christian church. Mm -hmm. uh, and I like that in this conversation with Nicodemus, Jesus Christ uh, uses those amazing words which mm -hmm. summarize the plan of redemption. John chapter 3, verse 16, which was nicknamed as the golden verse of the gospel throughout centuries. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I would argue that that's probably the most well-known verse in mm -hmm. history. He comes to this, He there's a ton of information in here. And, and yes. the four questions that we look at, really, you could take a few verses and ask these four questions over and over mm -hmm. and over again through this. And so, um, the, you know, we're covering a large event here, but mm -hmm. what what does this tell you about Jesus? That Jesus is ready to talk to everyone. Mm -hmm. Even if you search for him after sunset, uh, away from the praying eyes, um, even if you are not comfortable meeting Jesus, he's still there for you. Mm -hmm. uh, also, I like how Jesus Christ uh, talked to him as a ruler, uh, a spiritual leader of the nation, differently than he talked to other sick people or Mary Magdalene the sinner or others. He confronted directly you must be born again. And he deflected and said, uh, what do you mean? Should I go back into my mother's womb? I'm quite old. And Jesus Christ said, uh, you know, you are a leader, you are a teacher, you should know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And he knew 
but he could not apply this idea of being born again to a spiritual leader. He said, this concept is real, but it should be applied to uh, proselytes, those who are being converted now to, to Judaism. I, I like that when Jesus comes to us, and we see this almost in every interaction, he's asking us to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he's not just having a nice conversation, telling us story. There's there's a work for us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I like that Jesus is, like you said, even in the middle, in, even in the night, um, mm-hmm. he's ready and willing to to work towards the, not, not only salvation, but also just the well-being, the character rounding of individuals mm-hmm. uh, as well. So, all right. Or what is Jesus telling us to do in this? And wow, there's a lot. I, you know, I think uh, the very beginning part, we, we can take, uh, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. It's a very literal um, instruction to not only Nicodemus, but to all of us that there, there's a command to, to be baptized mm-hmm. um, and to become a follower of God. And this is the first place, chronologically speaking, in the gospel that explains this concept of being born again. Mm-hmm. The same John will complement it in, uh, in the first John, the first uh, letter of John, that uh, being born again is being born from above. It means to receive the seed, uh, that tiny little uh, master seed that comes by faith. Mm-hmm. It is being embraced. Uh, Paul says in Galatians, Jesus Christ takes form in us. Until Jesus Christ um, conquers uh, every corner of the life, uh, of the heart, little by little, right? Line upon line, precept upon precept. Until Jesus Christ takes over and he grows in us and he dwells in us and he lives in us. So this uh, process of being born again and after that growing spiritually, it's clearly explained here. And it is done in such a way that invites everyone uh, reading the gospel today not only to understand these words you know to to go for the deep meaning but to embrace it to receive it to say lord uh, i want to be born again today in other words i want to belong to your heavenly family mm-hmm. I, I i want to be adopted as a son or as a daughter of yours i want jesus christ to be my older brother and verse 19 through 21, I think, summarizes it well using this um, this concept of light and darkness, that mm-hmm. we're born evil, we're born loving darkness, we mm-hmm. stay away from the light. And when we're born again, we it, it kind of resets our default mm-hmm. to now we're children of the light. Now we love the light and we hate the darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when we're born again, it flips over mm-hmm. completely who we are. And also I like about this passage because it says that nobody will be lost because he was born in darkness. Mm-hmm. A person will be lost only if that person rejects the light when the light comes. 
So what are we going to do about it? And again, this is, I, I think you touched on this. I've been baptized by water, immersion, everything, but it doesn't just stop there. Mm-hmm. It's a daily recommittal to to God and sometimes an hourly um, yeah. coming back to him and saying, God, I I want to put you first in my life. Yeah, and we have to be baptized not only with the water, but with the spirit. Mm-hmm. And Jesus Christ has exemplified this when he was immersed into the water by John the Baptist, the Holy Spirit came from above upon him mm-hmm. and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Even if he was filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb, he needed a daily approval, a daily refilling with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And if, he, if Jesus Christ needed that, how much we need? How are we gonna share this with other people? Maybe this is one of the most important teachings in Christianity, which uh, is not quite understood well, how to be born of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not about staying a whole night until you, you know, you are out of control of your emotions and uh, you may have a strange behavior. Mm-hmm. This is a steady work of the Holy Spirit. And, day and night, in the morning, at noon, and the evening, at every hour, as you said. It is that renewal that is being worked by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, Uh, that renewal of the heart, the renewal of the mind, that translates into different priorities and purpose of life, Mm -hmm. and uh, a different behavior. We do business differently. Uh, we look at peoples with other eyes. We see them as potential brothers and sisters, spending the eternity together, sitting on the same big uh, bench-like throne of God in heaven. Yeah, and I, I would agree. When we are, when we're born again, when we're born in the light, it should change how we interact with others, mm-hmm. and and so we can share with others by living in the light. Mm-hmm. Let's pray. Father God, we need to be born again. Amen. Not only of water, but of the Spirit. And we need this every day. We're so thankful that you don't force yourself upon us, that it's not a one-time decision and we have no choice. We're so thankful that you've given us this choice. Mm -hmm. But Father, I pray that you remind us each and every day to, to continue to surrender, to seek the light, to do what is good, to be examples to those around us. Mm -hmm. And Father, if anyone's listening for the first time who wants to give their life to you for the first time, I pray that you will come into their heart and and start that journey. Amen. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.